And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to the safety of the boulder-free zone. Yeah. Or is it safe? Is it safe, Brad? It's safe-ish. I mean, it's apparently better in Las Vegas if you change your mind and decide you don't want to do bad things out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't cross the dark dude, right? Yeah, that's always a bad idea. <laughs> or else bad things happen to you. But hey, you get to drive a Ferrari, so it's all good. Uh, win-win. Yeah. All right, before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great content over there. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, check out all the great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And, Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at jendev. He is actually on Instagram. He is Ramblin' Brad. And we have a couple of pages over there on, on Facebook, right? Yes, we do. We got the uh, Brad and Court Talk uh, page. We got that's our main one. We got that Van Helsing page. It's got tons of people on it and just waiting to for the next season. Yep. And, of course, there is always the Pure Fandom main group uh, Facebook page where you can follow their news and articles and just whatever they happen to be posting about. Yep, that's correct. So go check it out, people. Absolutely. All right. So I'm kind of excited to talk about this week's episode. I know. It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, so this week was Blank Page. Uh, it was episode 103. We got a lot of introductions to characters um, that, that are pretty interesting or storylines that we we're pretty familiar with. Uh, so let's let's start at the top. Let's start with Nadine. So we kind of we discussed this a little bit uh, last week about Nadine and Joe and how I was curious of how exactly they met. Yes, they did kind of tell us, but you know me, I want to see it. Right. So we kind of we kind of saw how they met up with um, Underwood Larry. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And actually, the whole thing kicks off with a very spooky uh, flashback. Exactly. Back to. <laughs> Um, I was trying to figure out where this was. Was it like, it looked like some kind of group home or it was something because the nurse was like outside watching or yeah. 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 So we're going to do some summoning. What could go wrong? Hmm. Yeah. And I had not seen that type of uh, planchette before, or I just thought they were going to pull out, um, one of those old witch boards, but that's not what they did. They had like this planchette thing, um, with a pen and who it went to work. Uh-huh. So uh, the dark dude has been planning this for quite a while. Yeah, they kind of did that whole little... I wish I could have read the whole entire thing that was scribbled on the floor. Me too. I, I paused and I was trying real hard to see what else it said. I feel like it said dead in there somewhere, but like the main message was, uh, Nadine, you will be my queen. <laughs> right. And she, oh, and she got the little token thing we saw at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep, She. that's where she got hers from, so it's been there for a while. Yeah, so she didn't exactly pledge her loyalty and enter into some kind of agreement with him, but she is anxious to be with him. She is very much has this interesting relationship with him, as we've seen, like, you know, when she was in a dream state with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's very disturbing-ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she feels no connection to the people um, of the Border Free Zone. Like, she didn't get the dreams of Mother Abigail, maybe because she always dreamed of the Dark Man. Right. A flag. 
Um, and I'm very curious about Joe and the things that he might know of what's going on because we see that he is very wary of Harold. He wants nothing to do with him. And like he is side eye Nadine like crazy. Well, yeah, because he comes in and catches her doing a thing and he's like, uh, no, ma'am, not going to happen. <laughs> but even Joe, I mean, he as a kid, he's quiet. He's he's hiding underneath the bed. He's probably got a good reason for you or that. Mm-hmm. And when they take him to the school, he immediately finds where somebody had decomposed at. Or died so he's on. very sensitive. So he knows things. Yes. But we did find out that Joe knows how to play guitar. He does. And when Larry handed him to play a little bit, that's where Joe said, uh, you gave it over. Possession's nine-tenth of the law, bro. You're not getting it back. <laughs> that was It was interesting, though. That was a kind of a neat little thing to find out. That's how he ended up with the guitar. I was always kind of wondering how that happened. Yeah. Oh, and we also got to see more of Harold and Franny's, uh, I guess, street sign directions and how I thought that was a bad idea because it, it would tell people where they were. And on one hand, yes, it led the way for Larry to figure out where they went, even though he was also dreaming of Mother Abigail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was following, I guess, those signs. But also Stu was following those signs, too. So that was a cool flashback. Like for me, like the stand, a lot of it is the journey, like everybody coming together and making their way to Mother Abigail and then, you know, going towards their final missions. So this was a really good episode for me. I love the fact that when Stu ran into Harold and Fran and, Mm -hmm. you know, Harold's being all Harold and creepy. You know. But he was making sense. Like, he, this dude is a stranger. You've been with me. Yes, I'm creepy, but we don't know him. Are was, you going away with him? He was making sense, but when Fran told him her name, he's like, don't do that. And she's like, we've been writing our name everywhere. Why, <laughs> why are we not True. doing this now? Yeah, and Sue's like, yeah, that's how I knew where you were. <laughs> and you still haven't asked what my middle name is. Come on. <laughs> Oh, uh, so one thing that I liked, so I started listening to the audiobook while I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that when we got the ultrasound, we found out uh, a segment from the book, like the fact that Fran definitely was pregnant from before. Right. And um, we found out about Jess. Well, not really details and things, but I knew who Jess was because I went and listened to the first couple of chapters mm-hmm. of the book. But like for a quick second, I thought, that when she when she was talking about like a picture of the baby, I thought she was talking to the doctor. I was like, "Oh, so y'all together? Okay, I'm down with that." Yeah. So that's the part that we didn't get um, previously on the other mini series that I just won't talk about it because previously yeah. in the other mini series it was Stu and Franny were the couple basically. Yeah. Um, but I like that. That's something that we knew had happened before. All this went down, so she's been pregnant for a while, which comes up with the fact when Stu um, runs into Glenn. Yes. And Glenn had already painted Franny pregnant two days prior yeah, to Stu running cool. into yeah. him. Yeah. So he's got some kind of psychic deal going on, too. Yes, again, he's been having the dreams, but he's not just dreaming of Abigail. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting uh, of the other people he should be grouped up with. Yeah, I was waiting to see uh, a, a picture of Stu <laughs> yeah. or a painting of Stu, but that didn't happen, which was fine. So was that Greg Kinnear? Yes. Great actor. Yes. So we found out back in Boulder where everybody was the, the brain trust of everything going on there with Glenn mm-hmm. and Larry and Nick, Franny and Stu. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to figure out to, what to do with the traveler guy who they found who was crucified at one point in time. Heck. His name is Heck. heck. What the heck? Yeah, mm-hmm. what the heck? I mean, seriously. Uh, to nail me to a cross. And they're having an argument of what to do as soon as Mother Abigail comes walking in there and says, you know, you talk to Nick. Nick speaks for me. I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing because Nick is very quiet nowadays. But that's good. So Nick can be very introspective and like kind of deliberate in what he wants to do. Or maybe he had, he does have some connection to mother Abigail uh, where he knows like what her will would be anyway. Right. I mean, that's uh, the supernatural is a part of this show. So it would make sense. Definitely. That or, hey, Nick is smart. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever he wants to do, I would support that. Well, I liked it when Mother Abigail was talking to uh, Heck there, and all of a sudden he starts having his little violent seizures and sees the crows flying towards the window that weren't actually there. Mm-hmm. And then his eyes went all blackish, and he yeah. <laughs> kind of did a thing before Flag spoke through him. Did you catch what Flag said at the end of that? No, what did he say? He ended the sentence with, I'm going to blow your house down. Yeah. They were doing the story of the little pigs. So, you know. Yeah. That and a couple other things was happening at the same time. So, yeah. Foreboding. So, what's really funny about this is the fact that we watched this right after. I'm finally catching up on um, uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah. And I think it's episode three or four Raised by Wolves where Mother is actually telling the story of the three little pigs. Mm-hmm. It was just a connection thing. It was funny. But if you if you haven't watched Raised by Wolves, watch it. It's pretty good. It's epic. Yes. But, oh, 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 oh. Nick has the vision and sees Mother Abigail. Right. So let's rewind yeah. because they also explain how he lost his eye. Right. Okay. All right, so we when we meet Nick, he's in a bar, and of course, there's a douche, as there always is, and he's knocking Nick out. And then he doesn't meet Mother Abigail first. First, he meets um, Flag, mm-hmm. who tries to entice him to the dark side. And uh, I really like the card setup he had. Like, they're going all in on the Vegas thing. Oh, and, definitely. like, the symbols on the cards were, like, pretty interesting. We had the pros. We had the howling wolves. We had... Um, like what was it the the Joker that was covering the eye? So I guess that was supposed to be Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And like he made his offer to Nick, like, "Hey, I'll heal you of all your ails. Like you won't be uh, deaf anymore, and um, like your eyes will be okay." And Nick's like, "Wait a minute, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with my eyes." So of course he hasn't awoken yet to realize that he's now blind in one eye. Right. Um, so he does reject um, flag, and when he wakes up apparently captain trips has has happened uh so he slept through the whole thing and well it wasn't that long either and okay so he got he got the crap beat out of him in the bar he did knock the crap out of that guy with his bag but hey you know drunk rednecks that's what happens um we didn't that's how we it was very foretelling with the tattoos on the hand of who did it and how he lost it so mm-hmm. he well, yeah, the tattoos and, like, the ring. Right. Like, he hit him with that ring in his eye, so, yeah. Well, he also stomped on his head, which probably broke his eye socket, yeah. which couldn't have been felt very well. No. So, we've seen the progression of Captain Trips through the show, where 
it started with you know just some sniffles and some people dying, and then it went, then it progressed really quick. Yeah. So we're going to the fact that Nick was in the bar. He got the crap beat out of him. The cops came, arrested a dude, arrested everybody else, took them all to the hospital, and in the time that it what happened from night to morning, everybody died. Yeah, because Nick hadn't even been changed. He was still wearing his bloody clothing, so he wasn't like in a hospital gown or anything like that. He was barely bandaged up. Right, and the cop was still sitting in the chair across from um, Redneck Dude. Yeah. And that's just literally how fast it went. Man. But even with Mother Abigail's, um, I I loved her the touching point when she got done talking to him and told him to go, you know, that she had to go. And uh, I forgot what she said, but I caught the end of it. It's like M-O-O-N spells. I was like, yes, yeah. I thought she was telling him where to go. She said M-O-O-N Hemingford home. Right. So I was like, oh, is she telling him where to find one of my favorite people who I hope we see very soon? Right. And, well, he was also looking at the book with the blank pages. So yeah. that's the blank pages that happened. So hey. what happened after that, Brad? Who did he meet? Nick. Well, first, Nick got up, walked around, realized his eyes was really screwed up, rang the bell, and met the dude who kicked the crap out of him. Right, right. Who was, you know, wanting him to come back, not be a coward. And it shows who Nick is, because what does Nick do? He starts to clean the guy up. Yeah. Because he's he's sick and everybody else is sick, so it's just kind of what he does. Yeah, he could have easily left that dude to die alone, but right. like said, that's not who he is, and that's why Mother Abigail reached out to him. Exactly. So he's he's a little bit better than some other people. It was yes. I would, and she I also just... sent one of my favorite people to him. Oh yeah. Yes, Mr. Tom Cullen, who had a whole speech, who he's memorized. So uh, he immediately tells him, I'm, de- I'm developmentally disabled. Here's my name. Here's my whole history. Hey, why aren't you answering me? You don't talk a lot, do you? What's wrong? I, and, I love that scene. And eventually Nick gives up, um, him, gives up Tom even understanding what he's trying to say, because he's trying to sign to him and that doesn't work. He's trying to write down so that Tom can read like what his thoughts or what he wants him to know so they can communicate. And Tom's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really read. I can't really read. I was wondering if they're going to keep that whole, Oh, Lord's Lord's No, Lord's. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how are they going to play that without being completely, um, Mm. Yeah, bad. Um, yeah, not not eighties. <laughs> they, they made it work. They made it work so well, and I I love Tom. He's so adorable. Well, they they fix the character for present day. Yes, because okay, back in the day, you mentally developed. Yeah, whatever. We're not gonna have you're not doing anything. You can't contribute to society. But yet here he is now. He has his speech of what he does. And it was, mm-hmm. even went through that whole, I don't take social cues, so let me know. And if you have a job, please talk to my social worker, yada, yada, whatever the name yes. was. The, yes. But that was in the whole thing of something he has memorized. He's done time and time again every time he meets somebody just mm-hmm. so they know. Yeah. M-O-O-N. <laughs> M-O-O-N. So, yeah, I was kind of – I like that. I love the interaction between those two. Um, uh he is a great actor too. Um, I yeah. don't know if anybody happened to watch Orange Is the New Black. You might recognize him as the jerk um, 
CEO who actually killed off. Oh, never mind. Anyhow, he's a jerk CEO who did something bad with the uh. prison riot. Remember, I think it was the end of season four or something that ended in the prison riot. Uh huh. Yep. So there you go. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But like you said, you don't want to spoil it. So. <laughs> right. I don't want. <laughs> I mean, it's been out and done since 2019, so I think I'm safe. But I'm still not going to spoil for you because I know everybody is watching stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So Weezak has actually been with Harold a lot longer than I thought. Oh, that's the guy who was flirting with Nadine. Who was like, oh, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And oh. also she's the last woman in the world. And hey, I'm closer to being her type now. Right. I'm almost okay. the last. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I lost love name. that actor. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's like, I, I'm way closer down on the, lo- on the list now. So we're all good. Yeah. So like, it, the show is definitely moving along. Um, I told you that I talked to Kelly. She hasn't read the book. She hasn't seen the previous miniseries. And she's enjoying it this very much. Um, the timey wimey jumping back and forth, that kind of threw her off too. So it's not a, hey, I know what's supposed to be happening. It's a, hey, I'm watching this thing and you're jumping back and forth. Mm-hmm. I feel like they found their flow in this episode. Oh, I think they did too. And I think it's, it's a little bit better now that we've been watching it. I kind of get it a little bit more. I like the way it's going. The yeah. first episode, I think, was a bit much on me. Yeah. So, yeah. it's Yeah, but there was something very cinematic about this particular episode. And I love that we got to meet all of these people before we ended up in a room with them and Heck and Mother Abigail. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to be like, hey, uh, that is Greg Kinnear. Who is he here? <laughs> right. Well, I also liked when we met, when Stu met up with Harold and Franny. I mean, yes. they didn't all hook up. He's like, they're going to Atlanta. He's like, yeah, I heard it's overrun, but hey, whatever. I'll see you. I'm going out west. Yeah, so there's apparently a lot more story to tell of how they still all ended up in Boulder. And I, I that's cool for me. I like that. Right. Which gives us a little bit more stuff to go on. Yes. I, I feel like we kind of hit on all the points. Um, like it was, uh, it was an hour episode, but I feel like there was a lot going on. Oh, I totally forgot this. So I was sitting here just thinking this through and I was looking up something because I couldn't quite pinpoint where it was from. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Tom Cohen, um, Brad William Hinkey. Yeah. He was, let's jump on back here. He was Cover Bennett in Justified. He was one of the Bennett brothers. Ooh. <laughs> Excellent season. So, and he was also on Lost uh, for some stuff there I don't remember. Um Hmm. What else? Anything else? Some other stuff that I haven't watched. A whole bunch of things I haven't watched. Anyhow. <laughs> so there we go. So what do you think is going to happen with Nadine? <laughs> what do you is- think she's truly going to go over to the dark side? Can she be compelled over to the side of uh, Mother Abigail and her group? I don't know. I think Nadine's been in the dark side for so long. That's just where she's at. Yeah. So it's going to be a hard thing. I mean... Will it happen? Maybe. I don't know. How are they going to change things? She's just, she's enamored by flag. So it's hard to say. And it's so weird. Like, so he's been with her since she was that young girl. And I guess the only person she was able to depend on. Uh huh. Growing up in like that home atmosphere, foster home or detention center. Like, it felt like it was a bit more than a foster home. Home for way And of course, the other girls were teasing her. So, right. The only thing I can think of is Joe may have something to do to change her mind somewhere. I hope so. 
But we and will of course, have to see. we don't really know all. Oh, okay. So we don't know all the details of what's going on in Vegas, except Heck said something about slaves coming in. Right. So we know that uh, he has his people who he's made deals with. And already, a lot of them are like, um, yeah, this is not all that is cracked up to be. So I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's the slave. So what does he do in, in Vegas? Like, all we get to see of Vegas at this point is like the dream right. um, version. I, everything is kind of broken down. Uh, building a new empire. I don't know. I think that's going to come more to play next episode. I have a feeling. Okay. All right. Uh, we about got anything else on it? No. Um, I think we hit all the points. Oh, Kojak. I love that name for a dog. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to steal that. Oh, it's a great name. Uh, Kojak the Night Stalker. Amazing television show from the late seventies, early eighties. Kolchak. 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 Kolchak is that's bald right. dude. That's right. That's Who right. loves you, baby? So let's go with Kolchak. Koldo. Oh yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> oh well. No, but I want Kolchak so I can say, "Who loves you, baby?" Yeah. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all I got. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. Check out some of our older podcasts for um, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, 12 Monkeys, great apocalyptic show, uh, Krypton, which got canceled, which really sucked. And what's that other show that we're talking about? Oh, The Expanse. Yeah, that's amazing. How can you forget that one? I know. Now that one's epic. That's seriously apocalyptic this season. Um, yeah, there are also a lot of great writers out there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, you can hit us up in the comment section below. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever your socials are. Come find us. All right. And until next time. Oh, until next time. Who loves your baby? That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.